This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. Well, all right, well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Susie and Frank hanging with you every week. But this week we're hanging in a different kind of style. We're going to take you on a journey. We're traveling to Cuba, whether you like it or not. Cuban Carl culture, baby. We're diving into the fascinating. Many of you have not been out to Cuba. I have not been out to Cuba. But we all know about the ingenuity of those Cuban cars that are hanging stuck in time. How do you fix these cars? How do you keep them running? We're diving to Cuban car culture. Thanks for joining Wrench Nation every week, uh, Wednesday, right here uh, on 88.7 The Pulse. And of course, thank you, Buku Gratitude, to all you guys hanging out with the podcast and uh, a bunch of you in Phoenix hanging out with us, uh, KFNX, uh, Saturday, 8 uh, to 9 on uh, Saturday morning. We had an amazing week in the garage. Uh, you know, there's always some kind of bumpage and grindage. Susie, welcome to the show, girl. I love you. Hello, Frank. How are you? I'm good. My headsets good. are, I feel like I got a pair of Toys R Us headsets on. I can't hear too well. So it's all good. Susie. So talk loud. First off, people want to know, how's your headsets? My uh, headset, it, well, Frank, yeah. I have I have a good pair of headsets is really what it boils down to. I don't want to get sidetracked, but I feel like I got one of those old speakers that, that had a little old radio from 1972. For the Walkman? But I think, Bree, Bree, we got time. Bree, go, let's get a good set of headsets. So if you don't know, uh, like, we're, we're not professional radio people, but one qualifying situation, whether you uh, are new to radio or are a seasoned professional, you need a good head set of headsets because <laughs> it'll mess you up. All right, so, Susie, uh, you are doing well, uh, and you've been kind of, I mean, we always tell the people, I feel like it's cliche, yeah, we got we Desert Car here, Busy Garage, We've got some shout-outs coming up. We also have JB. Uh, we're going to do the Garage Challenge, which we say to you guys every week, you know, $50 Visa gift card. Uh, most of us can use that uh, during the holidays. And holidays is coming, whether you like it or not. Whether you're that individual that likes to hang on Amazon, the fact is the holidays are going to go down. And um, I just swapped the headphone set. I did that pretty good, didn't I? You did pretty good, oh, yeah. You guys didn't hear the swapping. Oh, I feel much better. Nice. Dude, it's like having soap in the shower. Right? Like, you cannot be on the radio without <laughs> headsets, and you cannot get in the shower without some soap. That's right. Because you, you are not showering. <laughs> but um, a great a great week in the garage, and we are uh, just thankful. Susie, what's shaking in your world as we always uh, visit your uh temporal mood of the yeah garage. frank so i just wanted to bring up something yesterday that we did at the garage and it was buku fun and it was a great awareness um it was a taiwan on for safety it's part of our mad campaign mothers against drunk driving yeah and you know frank we were out there at what 5 a.m setting up yeah i mean it, it's it's work but it's okay i think uh that's secondary the, the primary thing it was our seventh year hooking up with mothers against drunk driving gathering a multitude of high school kids to sign a pledge to not drink and drive. I mean, you listening may say, well, listen, I don't drink and drive. I take Uber and Lyft. But isn't that we all we all say that? We do all say that. Don't we say that? Yeah, we we don't, do. I don't I don't drink and yeah, drive. That's only silly people. But what happens is we get in a scenario. Right. We get in the moment and we don't. So every year um, we, we call to attraction um, and attention. 
It's an drink and drive. Uh, Chandler PD, Chandler Police Department's DUI task force come down. And sadly, uh, it become a memorial because uh, Officer Payne lost his life. DUI task force officer to a drunk driver. He used to do the events right. with us. So uh, thank you to uh, Chandler. And we also, don't forget the dispatcher. We had a, we had a dispatcher Kathy, that was Kathy that lost Copas. her life. Kathy yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Kathy Copas had lost her life. She's a dispatcher. So I like it. It's just it's a memorial. Right. But we're, so thank you, Chandler High School, Hamilton High, Perry. All Perry you, High School. You guys came out. Yep. And I will tell you, you can still come by the garage. We'll give you a little ribbon. Just to kind of just give you that little the awareness. Again, yeah. You may say, oh, Frank, Susie, I'm not that individual that's going to drink and drive. But again, you get in the moment. Or you may know somebody. Give them a ribbon. Stop by the garage, Desert Car Care Chandler. Uh, car Care Tips. We like to give you uh, some tips every week right from the garage. Uh, what we have seen, if you're driving a Ford 4.6 uh, V8, uh, got a coolant situation, right? Where the coolant isn't necessarily leaking from underneath the engine. Like, you're not seeing it on the ground. That's tough because the coolant is disappearing. You're saying exterior, like outside on it's, the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's a hard deal. Like, mechanic says, oh, you're leaking coolant. And you're like, uh, excuse me, no, I'm not. I've got a any. brand new driveway. Hello, I haven't mm-hmm. seen any. You may be consuming this coolant. And so one of the things that can come out of this, uh, especially with the Ford, uh, F-150, the Expedition, any 4.6 is an intake manifold. There's an updated design, right? So... It's plastic, and they've created this sort of cross-channel uh, metal part. And so that coolant can go in to the cylinder where that spark plug will be burning the fuel. Now, I'm going to give you guys a tip. If you're seeing anything from the tailpipe, white is typically smokish, right, vaporish. Right. That's coolant, right? So you'll get a misfire, and you think, man, I just need a tune-up. Well, you're consuming coolant. So be aware that the coolant, especially in the winter, a lot of our folks in the desert or across the southwest, I don't care if you're, you're, you're in snow. I mean, an engine can still overheat, right? Right. If you get any sign of that where you've got a check engine light and you notice you're checking your fluids and the coolant's low, man, don't be lackadaisical because that can turn into big, big daddy repairs. Big daddy repairs. Uh, so we've got some news for you we want to share out. All right, airbags. I hope you guys have not been behind an airbag. You know, your airbag goes off. It's designed to save you. But in the process, you may have a broken nose, you know, some raccoon eyes. It's They, they save lives. Airbags save lives. I've been behind an airbag that went off. And it'll stun you. It's it's no joking. Like yeah, you actually can um, can in, endure injuries from airbags. You do. Deploying. I mean, they save lives. Yeah. But the fact is, yes, you're going to get, we hope not, you listening, get into an accident where you get hurt mm-hmm. uh you can also get burnt right you oh get, yeah uh, that's an explosion well how about this uh europeans are always cutting edge europeans are now testing an exterior airbag we're talking an airbag that pops it blows out car. outside the car like you're gonna i always said you're gonna be driving a bubble right so this thing looks like one of those boat ski tube inflatables oh really it's huge it looks yeah. like uh take take a size of a couch turn it into a ski tube inflatable <laughs> you get hit and this sucker is designed to actually in an exterior fashion cushion your ride like a little bumper car action wow uh, the testing has shown that this is reduced 40 percent they promise to uh, increase occupant safety by 40 now 40 percent is big that's big that's big number yeah that's huge so 
would people, would you, would you, uh, what if it goes off by accident? I'd uh, it take it. I'd take it into the water, Frank. You couldn't. Yeah, no. no. You turn us into a little watermobile. I hear you. You're creative. That's what I love about Susie. Round of applause for the creativity here. Oh, thanks, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and and it's a good question. Somebody had just texted in. What about firefighters? Like in emergency crews, if they get on scene, jaws of life. We've right. seen them. Hydraulic. They come in. They cut the pillars, and they got to scoop you out. They got like four to six minutes to save you from going into deep, deep trouble. Like, so I'm sure they're testing that. The, I would think so. Is there a pilot going on right now or, or what's happening? Yeah, German automotive supplier ZF. Again, Germans. Ach, die Südenzaden. They're cutting edge, man. I know I sprechen Sie Deutsch. I was born in Frankfurt. My German peeps, you guys don't sleep. You're always thinking about technology. <laughs> um, they showed off its concept exterior airbag system at the airbag, there's an airbag. There's an airbag symposium. <laughs> symposium. <laughs> Could you imagine going to a symposium? Oh, honey, we're going to the airbag uh, show. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Takata is not going to be there. <laughs> They're not doing well. But yeah, they actually um, they they premiered this like a movie premiere. Interesting. And they had these big living room size, big couch exterior airbags. In the event of a side impact, this is going to deploy and reduce risk by forty percent. I like that. Well, that's good. It is good. But yeah. you're saying you'd be out on the lake with the thing. I would, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we are diving into Cuban car culture. We are so excited. Uh, we've got special guest Tom Carter. You've seen Tom Carter. He's been on uh, Boneyard Finds all over YouTube through Haggerty. He's got over 14 books. We are going to journey inside the wonderful world, the hidden world, maybe to some of you, Cuban car culture next on wrench nation parts authority auto parts superstores nationwide locations you know one of the problems that i can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time the quality isn't there well guess what who's yelling at me my clients and they're likely not to come back well the parts authority auto parts superstores amazing service knowledgeable counter folks a complete line of original equipment parts that our customers deserve if you're an installer Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. Partsauthority.com. Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Well, all right. You know you can text us your car care concerns, your second opinion maybe. But before we get to Mr. Tom Carter, Cuban car culture, let's bring in JB with the challenge question. What's happening, JB? Yo, JB's back in the house. There's our JB. JB, uh, you know, we're traveling We're traveling the world. In fact, boy, I would like to do more of this, and we will. You can look for that in 2019. i got to ask you, JB, before we pose the uh, challenge question, have you traveled down to the little uh, Caribbean island of uh, Cuba? Because I know you're on the East Coast. No, I haven't yet. I've been to the, um, you know, out on the ocean on the other side of the Caribbean, but not to Cuba as of yet. Yeah. Just I Love Lucy is as far as you, like, maybe, is that? It's uh, <laughs> probably it. Maybe all right. Well, listen up. Sometime. You guys know every week we, we give you out the $50 Visa Challenge question. This is uh, Raw Cash, uh, and you guys have stopped by the garage. This week's challenge question from our great friend JB with Bolt-On Technology. Hit it, JB. What question do you have for our folks? So it's a true or false question, and it asks, there are an estimated 3,000 vintage cars in Cuba. True or false? Oh. oh, good question. So you're saying, you're is it true or false? Only three thousand vintage cars in Cuba. You got it, sir. Mm-hmm. 
All right, if you think you know the answer, 480-655-8870. You can call in or you can text 3,000 cars. Vintage, vintage. I don't know about that. We're going to get with Tom here in a minute. Vintage cars, 3,000. Is that true or false? Is it less? Is it more? 480-655-8870. If you got the answer, text or call. $50 Visa card waiting for you. JB, I sense you got a little cold, man. Feel better. Feel better, brother. All right, man. Thank you very much. Be good. Thank you so much. Well, all right. We've got, uh, we said we're going to journey, and the only way to journey down without a flight directly to Cuba, uh, we are honored to have a very special guest. Tom Carter is an author and uh, many books out, many books out, but one of the books that he's come out with is a Cuba's Car Culture. He drives us right down to the love affair of American cars. Tom Carter, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you. And, you know, I know the answer to that question. Am I eligible to uh, oh. the contest? Well, wait a minute. you got all these books out. I don't know. I mean, but hang on. We may have you answer it if uh, <laughs> folks don't call in. And uh, we are honored and privileged to uh, have you on, man. Uh, you've got Thanks. this book out, um, you know, Cuba's Car Culture. In fact, you've got many books out. Give us a little background of, you know, your your time in the automotive industry and we really got to tell the folks about the Haggerty uh the Barnyard finds I saw some of those videos and it's amazing uh, tell tell the listeners what you're all about brother well I mean you know I, I'm, I'm so envious of people that can have a career plus be a car enthusiast I got a friend that's a doctor and an ultimate car enthusiast I don't have enough bandwidth to be anything else but just a car guy so I'm a car guy 24 7 you rock we all, love that. that that that's all I've ever done so I've I've done you know, I've been a mechanic. I work in a parts store. I was a car salesman. And then I started to get into the professional end of public relations and marketing and had a, you know, I was involved in NASCAR for 20 years, uh, putting sponsor deals together and managing race programs for uh, corporations. And, and but my, my true love was always old cars and specifically finding old cars. So my, my niche in this little world of uh, automobiles is, is finding cars and you know barn finds is kind of my thing and so i wrote a book 20 years ago called the cobra in the barn and that just set off this whole tidal wave where there was no american pickers before that or any of these programs so you know other people grabbed uh, grabbed onto it and and so now i've got a program as well too it's pretty cool it's on it's on youtube it's it's sponsored by Haggerty and shell oil it's called barn find hunter and i drive around the United States in my 39 Ford Woody Wagon, which I bought as a barn find when I was 15 years old. Wow. And I just look for cars on yeah. Route 66, on the Lincoln Highway, you name it, I'm all over. We were yeah, and you are. I mean, we're diving into Cuba, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, but i got to tell you, folks, uh, from 1970, uh, Shelby GT500 to a rear Ferrari, um, Tom Carter has uh, seen some stuff, but mainly with Cuban car culture, you know, folks got to ask the question, how do you go to Cuba? I mean, the, the, the climate right now, I mean, unless you're European, it's really easy. But how easy was it for you to actually book a gig, get down there, and investigate the culture down there with cars? It was, for, for me, it was pretty easy because I was involved with the Amelia Island Concourse, and, and we got in, in touch with the uh, curator for the car museum in Havana. And we invited him up to Amelia Island, Florida, to be a judge for our Cuba car class and in return he he contacted the government and said i'd like to invite him down here as our guest so bill warner and i were invited to cuba so i made two trips down there and bill made four 
And, uh, you know, we were welcome with open arms. In fact, car enthusiasts there love talking to Americans. It was, it was wonderful. So it was, we went during, before the kind of the, uh, it got easy to go down the first time. It, it would have been tough for anybody. It was easy for us. But that's when the machine guns were all over the place. Every sidewalk had machine guns, guards looking at you suspiciously. The, the, the later trips we made, uh, it was easier. You could, you could go down a uh, relatively easy flight from Miami right down there, and, and there was no more machine guns. Um, so, you know. It, you you it, got there, and you, you immediately rolled up car enthusiast sleeves. This is what I do. I'm Tom Carter. Yep. Tell us and, about, for, for folks listening, we've got a lot of youngsters, a uh, little bit of time stamp history. With the embargo, basically the United States, we don't do any business. And, and, and Cuba was stuck in time with these wonderful classic pieces, these 1940s, 50s. In fact, even further out, right, Tom? I mean, they were a thriving uh, car culture community prior. They were purveyors of American cars. They, you know, they, and they love American cars. Uh, Cuba bought more American cars than any other uh, export market in the world. And so, you know, it's interesting. General Motors in the 50s was the largest seller of cars in Cuba, and specifically Chevys. And so you go down there now, and there are more 55, 6, and 7 Chevys than any other car on the road. I mean, just because that's how many were sold back in the 50s. And there's been no other car to take its place because we're stuck in time. There's, in, in 1960, we closed the door, and that's it. That's all there is. Right. So the heartbeat of, you know, these rolling works of art here in the States, we order parts online, we drop motors, LS, LS1 swaps, whatever, or an old flathead six, if we're keeping it original, depending on the year. That's not what you're seeing in Cuba. Folks got to, they, they got to kick up some uh, ingenuity to figure out how to fix these because parts are not available. Is that correct? That, that's right. It's In fact, it's illegal for Americans to bring parts down there. Like, when we go, we can bring parts, but they have to be used. Uh, used spark plugs, things like that. They can take used spark plugs. But, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, there's a Chevy parts company called Dow Chunk, and it's, uh, they make lots of 55, 6, 7 Chevy. And I went to a, a shop there, and I see all these Dow Chunk parts boxes. How the hell did you get How did this they get stuff? there? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like a brother-in-law would send it through Mexico City, Ah. And that's how that's how they would get. They got it. So the connection. <laughs> they got the connection. Yeah. Well, so I'd have so, a hard time down there because I I'm so quick to say yeah, hot shot that part to me. Yeah, so no, it doesn't. <laughs> could you? No, no, no. You got. I mean, you probably got the local farmer who's uh, doing his gig, uh, and he's got these classic cars. And for us to do a brake job, three weeks. <laughs> I mean, talk about that. What countries? Are they buying parts from, and, and how does that all work? What's a 55 Chevy look at the end of the day if they're not always American parts? Well, the, the, you know, in the United States, you know, I have, I have this saying, you know, it's, it's a 30-footer. As long as you stay away from the car more than 30 feet, it looks well. You get closer, you start You start it. to see. So we're not, you know, I read that. Like, if, if Cuba, if we ever said, all right, enough of this old business, let's open the doors, Cuba's our friend. I don't think there's a, is there a collector market? <laughs> I mean, would well, we? You know, you know, most Americans say, "I want to go down there and bring cars back here." Trust me, trust me, trust me. You get closer than three hundred feet to one of these. Never mind thirty feet, three hundred feet, and you start seeing, you know, wow, this this is a uh, creative bodywork going on here. Cars are repaired with plaster of Paris. 
They're painted with uh, cotton balls, and they, and they, you know, people dab paint on, and then they rub the paint out with toothpaste. That's the abrasive toothpaste. Wow. They, in in their brake lines, they can't afford brake fluid, so they run water in their brake lines. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, How wow. does that and, work? And, you know, so that just because, increased it to 1,000 feet. Keep, you got to say, keep it just <laughs> no. at least. Um, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. They just don't have the parts. So there's a, we've, we've had a 55 Corvette down there that had been totaled when it was new. And it sat for many, 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 many years in a building. And then finally somebody bought it and invested in having it fixed. Well, from the, no, from the, from the windshield all the way out, it's all metal. They can't get fiberglass, but they can get metal. So this 55 Corvette, which looks like, you know, if you squint your eyes, kind of looks like a 55 Corvette. It's, it has a 57 Ford hood that's been chopped and channeled and, and re, uh, you know, repatriated in there. And little fenders, and, and they did the best they could with making a grill. And, you know, they some places they can do chrome plating, but other places they use tinfoil. Uh, wrapped over metal. It's 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 really yeah. sad, but it's really wonderful as well. I mean, these people are so proud of what they have, man. Well, and that's the gig, like the spirit of uh, Cuban people. You know, I grew up in New York City with uh, Cubans and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, and the thing about it is, this could have easily gone away. This could have been a show, Tom Carter, where we were talking about some boneyard somewhere, a lost time. They have kept these rides up and going. Now, granted, you know, we're looking at it and say, oh, was that tinfoil? What is that on that thing? But they've kept that spirit alive, alive and they are proud. Tell us about the movement. They're, they're, these people aren't depressed about some of these rides that they're, they're illustriously running around with. No, they're, they're, they're proud, and it's all they have. That's all there is. So well, if, if a car is in a family, it ain't to leave that family anytime soon. It, there's... There's an underground market cars and parts, and it's it's an American cash. And the, the way people get American cash is uh, like tour guides. They make a they make a tips. So it's Cuban makes dollars a month. Right, right. And uh, but you know we we had a so good. He talked us to all these places looking for cars, and we gave him a two hundred dollar tip. Well, shoot, that's ten months worth of. It is. Money we don't think about income, that. Yeah. We, we, we're we so far out in the stratosphere about money, and you take the basic essence of family, the roots of, you know, the true spirit of trying to just get by. Hey, listen, we're going to keep you on. Uh, Russian engines in Chevys. It's not uncommon. We're going to talk more about that with the uh, author, Tom Cotter. Cuban car culture next. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. This is Wrench Nation. Call or text your questions now. Who's gonna drive you home? 480-655-8870. Well, right on. We've got Tom Carter, uh, author of a multitude of books. You can find him also. Uh, Tom is the Barn Fine Hunter, a popular YouTube channel uh, through Haggerty. Those folks uh, for people who love cars, Haggerty. Tom Carter, welcome back to the show, man. We appreciate you. Oh, shucks. <laughs> you like our in-studio audience there a little. 
I love it. Yeah, they're so obedient too. They they are. They just listen. We just tell them listen. You You know, it's like uh, you know, just just snap a whip. So uh, Cuba car culture. We just uh, discussed some of those things that uh, you and I and others that may just frown upon. But there's this sort of pride, the the Cuban spirit, and this goes on. And these cars are passed on from family and generation. Tell us about the relationship with Russia as it relates to parts. How does that all work? Well, part, you know, parts are virtually uh, inaccessible, new, uh, correct parts for American cars. Um, I heard of one guy who was rebuilding the engine in his Pontiac, and it, the piston rings were so worn out that he found an old steel pipe. And, <laughs> and made it. With a hacksaw, made his own piston rings and filed them and put them in. I mean, that's how desperate they are, you know. Yeah, That's so, incredible. Uh, but It'll burn a little oil, but that's okay. We got compression restored. That's all oh, that counts, so right? Much, yeah. So much pollution there, man. Was it so? Your your vibe was uh, so. Yeah, there's no emissions laws down there. No, in Cuba. no, yeah. no, no, no. But with so, all the with all the piecing of the vehicles, I mean, are they are they safe? I would say not. Right. You no, know, I mean, yeah. if you put water water in your uh, or I think they used uh, uh, silicone based shampoo in their brake lines you know that 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 would heat up in in a second so yeah. fortunately the cars don't go very fast i mean they're in traffic all all the time heavy traffic so they're moving 10 15 miles an hour yeah you know? what about motorsports i mean the, most societies uh, across the world um you know have a need for speed i mean it's it's inherent uh no matter what the media says about you know the lack of enthusiasm from youngsters to drive or be part of that How's that work out there? I mean, they're 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 still racing. Do they have their own little primitive way of? Well, there's no automobile racing. Uh, there had been, you know, incredible Formula One Grand Prix racing back in the fifties. Right. You know, Juan Manuel Fangio and Dan Gurney and Sterling Moss and all those guys would go down there and race every year, but that came to an end when the embargo went up. So when when we went there, uh, we found a go kart track uh, that the Catholic Church had actually put up, and. Uh, there were grandstands, and pe- people could race small motorcycles, like road racing motorcycles, and go-karts on there. Uh, we uh, were not able to see illegal drag races that go on there on, on some back road. They pay off a cop or something like that. But it happens. Um, I mean, they're, they're, I mean it, it, yeah, it, it's and, going and on. And the, yeah. biggest, the biggest motorsport event of the year is a road rally that goes on. It's so sad. I mean, it's like, you think about these big Monte Carlo rallies in Europe, and, and they put on a road rally that's like 30 kilometers Wow. You know, and it's it's for everything. It's an Austin Healey or a '58 Chevy station wagon, right. whatever. But these people are proud, and they have fun, and they put decals in their cars, and they wear T-shirts that have the event on it. Uh, pretty amazing. But you get back to the Russian cars. Uh, Belarus, the the, the Soviet uh, com- uh, country of Belarus, they gave thirty thousand tractors, diesel tractors, to Cuba back in the '60s, and most of those tractors have been cannibalized for their running gear and that that running gear those little stinky rattly low-powered four-cylinder diesel engines are now powering probably 75 percent of the old cars in uh, in cuba um they they have uh you know but you can buy parts for them so that's the beauty of it but they rattle so that's the swap that's pretty much the diesel swap so farming you'll see a 57 chevy 
or I'm sorry, a 58 Cadillac, pink Cadillac Eldorado, you know, and it looks so good from a distance, and you walk up, and they open the hood, and there's like this little tiny tractor motor, and it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Hey, what is taboo down in Cuba with these cars amongst Cuban society? Uh, you know, we looked at a few things uh, about the uh, tin foil and perhaps some of this hybrid, this sort of zombie land of cars out there. Are, are people just saying, hey, this is off, the way we you know, do our tires. Is there certain taboos about not setting up a car? Yeah. Um, well, every, everything is, you know, they, everything is done. You know, they, they, they make their tires look shiny and new and black, uh, making a, a mixture of, uh, they, they take old rubber and burn it with gasoline, and they make this tar-like black stuff and rub it on. That's their, that's their, that's their uh, armor all, I guess you'd call it. Uh, but but there's still no tread on those tires. I mean, they run cars until the the threads are popping out, and, and you know, then they have <laughs> right, to get another right, one somewhere. Right. There's no such thing as a junk part in Cuba. There's no such thing. They will reuse anything. If you have an extra part left over for your car, you store it in your closet up in, so nobody finds it because it's trading material down the road. Yeah. Um, if the government were to find me illegally doing something with my car, what what am I looking at? What what, what are they going to do to me? Well, like what? Take it off the emissions control? No, if I, if I had a Chevy motor, they found out that I, I've got a Chevy motor ordered and they could track it illegally, what are they doing to folks? I you mean, know, I, I, I saw Chevy motors. Isn't that something? I, coming through Mexico City, that if you have a relative in the States, they can ship you that stuff brand yeah. new through Mexico City. So, you know, I saw this 55 Chevy and it had all this like, wow, what are you kidding me? Two four barrels and all this stuff? Like, where are you getting this? You thought well, you were at Barrett-Jackson somewhere or Amelia yeah. Island, didn't you? Wow. <laughs> you know, chrome wheels and the whole deal. Right. So that, that's the exception rather than, rather than the rule, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think most people, uh, most of those cars or many of those cars are used for taxi cabs, especially convertibles. And if it's not a convertible, well, we'll just chop the top off and we'll make a convertible out of it. And they give tourists rides around, you know, the Malacone and uh, up and down the waterfront through the city. Uh, and they make a lot of money, you know, like, they can only charge a tiny amount of money, but they can take unlimited... It's much tips. more than what they're, they're going to do elsewhere yeah, in they that economy. Yeah. But the problem is they can't be show-offy with, with the tips. If a neighbor sees that, hey, you know, my next-door neighbor over it's there... communist country. Business, yeah. ...and he's got big screen televisions and computers and stuff, the cops are going to come to visit you. Yeah, that's a visit. They may not see you again. Right. So what is the most predominant vehicle out there? Is it the Chevy... Yeah, uh, mid fifties Chevys. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so so you know, like for for us to go down, like, wow, this is terrific. An American, the first time I went there, I thought I was gonna, you know, my neck was gonna break off. Look at that! Look at that! Look at that! Oh my God! Yeah, you know, left and right, uh, cars you haven't, you know, but you know, the unusual thing, you see things like a, a Corvair, all right, Corvair rear engine. Sure. Well, it, unless it's in Cuba. And then you open up the front, and there's a little diesel motor in the front, and in the back is a rear end, and that's the luggage compartment. So <laughs> they convert those to diesel tractor motors as well. It's such a strange, it's like a, a parallel world. It's not even real. To us, it is extremely strange, and Cuba's uh, on my list to, to visit. Uh, well, visit. I, uh, uh, Tom, I'm a jazz trombonist before I started slinging wrenches. You know, I played wow. with Tito Puente, Dizzy Gillespie, oh. Lionel Hampton. I've been around... Uh, in New York, Carnegie Hall, Avery Fish, Alice Tully. And it has always been, and folks that know me know that, oh gosh, he's playing he's playing some salsa on Facebook, look out. And I, I am so in love with 
not just the Cuban people, but the people that learn how to survive and put a smile on their face. And so then it becomes when you adapt into that neighborhood of folks, whether you're there for a week or two, maybe it's never going to sit right, but you quickly learn these people are making it happen. Yeah, they don't know what they don't have. And, and yeah. they're, happy, they're happy to be alive. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let me ask you, is there a sense of, uh, uh, perhaps not in the older generation, right, but do you sense the population is saying, you know what, enough of this embargo, or are they going the other way and saying, you know what, screw those guys, we're going to continue on another hundred years like that? What's no, the no, feeling? They, they, they love Americans. They, yeah. they would love to have, but, but they're also proud of who they are. Yes. So, you know, they don't want to become the 51st state. They want to remain Cuba, and, uh, and but they would love to have life that's not so hard. You know, I can't imagine if Home Depot opened up down there. Or, oh, they would. Oh, my ah, goodness. Geez, or AutoZone or something. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm hopeful in our in our lifetime. I mean, you never know. I mean, it's not a political show, but, man, open these doors, people. and Let's, uh, let's get uh, Cuban free access is what I say, man, you know. They're great. They're great people. Yeah, I they are. That. They are. So before we disconnect, give the folks an opportunity to find you. You were doing amazing things on YouTube. Uh, you uh, had just recently, uh, September 2018, we're checking out the 39 Ford Woody Wagon comes to rescue once again in this episode that you cover. How's that been for you? Tell us about that, the barn fine, Hunter. You know, it's a result of my books, and the people from Haggerty said, we like your books, how about doing a video series? And I said, well, I'll give it a shot. So that Woody Wagon I found when I was 15 years old wow. in a barn on Long Island. And, uh, you know, now it's like, a, another, it's, it's like another host on the show. It's Tom Cotter and his Woody Wagon. And we drive around the United States, I'm, and I'm talking, we just came back from Alaska, looking for old cars the old-fashioned way, not you know, getting lots of phone calls and email messages and stuff, but driving down the road and looking left and looking right and talking yeah. to farmers and talking to mechanics and finding amazing stuff. Real quick, Tom, tell the folks, you got a couple of books coming out. Uh, tell the folks where they can find your great writing and journalism. Uh, well, the easiest way is to just go to Amazon and look up Tom Cotter, and there's a list of all my automotive titles. There's, there's, there's lots of them. The newest one that came out was... Uh, well, uh, Model T Ford Coast to Coast. I drove a Model T on the Lincoln Highway from New York City to San Francisco. And uh, and then I just, this new one, Tom Cotter's Best Barn Find Collector Card Tales. Nice. So, We're going to get it up on our Facebook. Uh, you know, partner, if you're in the Phoenix area, come look us up. Uh, I'd love to connect with you. Tom Carter, thank you so much. This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Well, all right, welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, we've got Susie Sockets and Frank hanging with you guys. Uh, you guys know we're very grateful to you. Uh, we've, we're wrapping up the year here little by little, and there isn't a single show, whether it's podcast, KFNX, or here at EVIT uh, doing the live show, uh, a single show that goes by that we aren't Buku grateful to all you guys tuning in. We are, thank you, thank you, thank you, thankful for that. Uh, this is your show, which means uh, I want to do a little house cleaning and let you guys know you got topics, you got interests. Uh, we are connected somewhat, and if, if not, we'll come knocking on somebody's door and let them know about our show. It means a lot to us that we are expressing those show topics to you guys. Uh, and so with that said, Tom Carter, who just joined us, I want you to visit 
uh, the Barn Find Collector through Haggerty on YouTube. Uh, this is an incredible uh, show that he has. I mean, it's easily could be parked on Discovery or Velocity, and you can kind of get intimate with some of these finds. And and Tom was right. Just like going to Cuba, um, sometimes you just are on that Discovery mission, man. I think life is better when you're on the Discovery. Yeah, I'm going to check out some of those uh, YouTube videos, Yeah, Frank. I, I have to. You, Yeah, get onto it. I mean, he's a lifelong enthusiast. Mm-hmm. He's been, been behind some of... Uh, millions and millions of dollars of these project vehicles that uh, have been found, but as well as some of the the low scoring, like you you listening, like to find a collectible is not easy. We don't always see the rat infested, rusted. This is just not worth it. And so Tom Carter does an amazing job, and of course you can find his books on uh, Amazon.com, uh, Cuban Car Culture. Uh, you, you'd like to get to Cuba. I know, Susie. I would love to get to Cuba, especially, you know. Would you ride in one of those? He said brake fluid was with shampoo or something. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I would. But I, you know, I'm going to ask a dumb question, though, Frank. So why, explain to me real quick why the, why the Cuban cars, I mean, why it was like embargoed or why. Well, this was during Kennedy era. I mean, it was okay. before us. You know, I was born in 69. You were born in 87. 60, oh, 87. I'm keeping that's it. Right. I'm keep- <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> All right. That was a compliment. That was a compliment. Yeah. Thank you. But anyway, me. the embargo, man. We, we, you know, we, we almost we threw down with Russia and, and the communists and the and the uh, Che Guevara and and when Fidel took over, U.S. didn't want anything to do with it, and everything stopped. Right. So Cuba was the number one Latin country in the world as a purveyor prior to that of cars. Okay. And so uh, American cars were hip, and once uh, Fidel came in, say what you will. That's it. It was done. And if you had these cars, you, you didn't want to get rid of them. Right. But you tinfoiled, you toothpasted, you bought the motor from Russia. Uh, it might have been the only car you ever had, right? Yeah. And when, when Tom mentioned that to go to the Malacan, which I would love to go, I'd bring my horn down there, grab a... I, I could see you down there Some doing wrenches. That. Yep. I'd be in there working on those cars easily. Uh, yeah. Bring the toothpaste, whatever you got, sockets, simplicity. We make it happen. But... For these folks to actually take their pride and joy, which who are we to judge? Like, for real, like, who are we to judge? Right. Like, Tom has been around. He wasn't judging, but he just stated the fact. You go down there, you're going to have a shock. Like, you're like, wow, the guy's putting, like, mixed shampoo into, there's no brake fluid. Yeah, it's totally improvising. I would never, and they just make it happen. So, you know, really, the fact is, maybe not so much that these are collectible pieces, but these are collectible people, man. Exactly. This is what life's about. Like yep. you overcome. I was in Guatemala many years ago and primitive, you know, families are connected. And no matter what you hear in the news, like you see this, all this stuff with people, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's crap. People are family oriented. They live on simple things. So we roasted a pig. It was 10 of us. I was in the military, $5, $10 each. Boom. 50 bucks for that family was huge. We came back nine hours and bam, that pig was roasted, ready to go with smiles. Nice. That's culture. Yeah, that is. And then culture. you bring in cars. How do you take away culture? I got a car here. I'm going to vibe this up in my own culture. And I think it's important for people that are listening. You may have a project built and you have bad days because, like, you saw that show on Discovery. Damn, they're pimping a quarter of a million dollar build. Man, 
I'm saying screw that. Like Brother JD, Wrench Wars, he's been on the show. Right. He's got the backyard built. Just do you. Yeah. Just do you if you've got a project. That artistic creative, yep. and that is what Cuban culture is about. We got some shout outs we got to give to some people, uh, Susie. Yeah, we have a shout out. We have Zach Madonia and uh, Son of Nino. Did I just sound like a hurricane name? Like Son of Nino? Son, that could be a hurricane. Yeah, it could be I a like hurricane. That. Son of Nino. Son of Nino. It's coming to you. Well, Zach we're just graduated college, and he's starting adulthood. Uh, so uh, Nino wanted us to say, Listen, hey. Listen, man, adulthood ain't easy. Trust me. Even when you've been at it for a few years. But don't forget, forget the little childhood action. That's right. Play with Hot Wheels. It's all good. Um, I'd like to tell you guys, next week, uh, we're going to tease this out to you. I'm really excited. Uh, as of the last two months, and I'm, I'm hoping you guys would agree if you're hanging on the podcast, we'd love your review. We're really starting to book some really cool guests. And next week, we got Luca Del Monte. Now, some of you say, well, what's that guy make pizza? No, man. He's the authority. He's another car enthusiast from Italy. He's the biographer of the Enzo Ferrari empire. That's going to be cool. We're going to dive into the history and culture of Ferrari and how that all came about. So uh, look for that next week. And then we do take a break thereafter. We're going to probably do some videos uh, from the garage. I think I think it's cool if we kind of do what shows sucked and what shows we thought were pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to hang with that on Facebook, every Monday we do our live uh, Wrench Nation Facebook if you guys haven't hit it. Um, and certainly uh, we love when we can help. Like, we're not perfect. We always right. said that. Right. And uh, so that is the, uh, the show. We want to remind you, uh, you can get onto the podcast and... Susie's got one more thing. We I can't do. Really, do we? Do, do we have an answer to that challenge question? That we didn't. We didn't get like I don't know. You people are Christmas shopping. You're not hanging. We didn't see the text. I, you know, uh, we did have somebody. Hang on a second. We will give a shout out to Mateo Valdez. Rock on, brother. Texted us. He didn't have an answer, but he said, "Good show, Frank Susie." <laughs> it, for us, listen. It's not about good, bad, or ugly. It's about we got a chance to hang out, man. This ain't a perfect gig. It's uh, that's just the way it is. Wrench Nation is familiar, man. It's what we're talking about. Come hang with the podcast if you miss parts of the show. Sunday we upload iTunes, Google Play, whatever Toothplace Play, wherever you can find podcasts, man. We're hanging with you, as I say every week, man. Be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.